Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters, saving you 15% or more on car insurance. My name is Matt and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you and what are you drinking this fine, fine afternoon? Um, I, I was good until I heard your lame opener. You didn't like it? But, nah, it's alright, but uh, I am drinking, <laughs> I am drinking a gin and tonic, so. What kind of gin are you using? Um, Bombay Sapphire. Dude, Blue Coat Gin. Blue Coat Gin? You've heard it here first, folks. Blue Coat Gin. It's from Philadelphia. It's excellent. All and right, dude. 50 we'll bucks. try it. Yeah, I, I will bring it up next time I come up. I didn't know you were a gin man. So, not always. I was feeling like I need a little bit, like, refreshment, mm-hmm. you know? Blur is huge. Um, and then I was not big, but then we went to Spain, and that's like, there must be their national drink. You mean Laura's a huge gin drinker? Yes. Okay. Why, what did I say? She's a huge Spain? No, you just said she's huge. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, she's a huge... <laughs> she's a huge gin drinker. Yes. That's important. Okay. I am actually just having a coffee, and I, got, I made it at my French press, French roast, and not Spanish, but French. More French, French. So French. what's the difference? Oh, is there Spanish coffee? I'm sure there is. Oh, but you... But I'm know. drinking French roast, and actually they... Uh, they're beans from Ethiopia, and then they uh, roast them up in North Jersey, up in your neck of the woods. Huh. Uh, and then they sell them at Whole Foods, and it's delicious. It's my favorite brand of coffee right now. I think it's called One Village. So, really good stuff. But before we get started... Wait, wait, yeah. real quick. I just want to add... Come on, you're killing me, Smalls. What? What do you <laughs> have want? You, have you tried Cafe Bustello? I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, dude, it's like the crack of coffee. It's like super strong, and it's like in the supermarket, and it's like cheap. It's like just a small company that just makes a like, good coffee is it whole beans or is it pre-ground uh pre-ground i mean i think you might be able to get both right. I, only I like grinding my own beans personally oh, okay uh, anyways well okay so before we get started with the show if you have any questions about personal finance including income debt budgeting or investing shoot us an email with your question at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com or just to say hello and we're also looking for submissions for catchphrases at the beginning of the show. Andrew didn't like the one I just did, saving you 15% or more on car insurance. Uh, but it, it does have uh, – it's apropos because – what yeah. Yeah, of what we're going to talk about. I, I don't even know if that was the right word. Now you're making me second-guess myself. Apropos? Uh, apropos. Whatever. I'll, I'll tell you that. Whatever. Out. So send us your submissions for catchphrases via Twitter. Only Twitter. It's at Money Matters Man. And we really want to hear from you guys. If you have questions, if you want to be on the show, email us, say hello, blah, 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 blah. Today, we're talking about the lessons that I've learned, me, Matt, from owning seven cars. So, real quick, it's apropos. And that, I that's not pronounce right. it. That's not right. Apropos. Yeah, I don't, I think the S is silent. Ap- I'm sorry, but it's pronounced apropos. Aha! Apropos. I am a genius. Apropos. I'm a wordsmith. Anyways, so tell me about how you fucked up seven cars. I mean, not that you fucked them up, but um, I know you have a very uh, dramatic story with with your car situation. Not so much dramatic. I mean, how many cars have you owned? One. How many cars have you owned? One? (laughs) Just one? Yeah, just one. The Saturn? Yeah, it's still going. It's... You still some, have it? How long have you had it for? Uh, dude, since I was 16. Wow. Uh, 17. So, well, Saturns don't exist anymore, so. 
like 12 years, 13, almost 13 years. Wow. Yeah. No, no, I've, I've owned. Seven. I don't drive nearly as much as you though, but. Well, you did when you lived in Metuchen, right? Yeah. No, I was like two, three years, but you, you drive a lot more and you, you had seven cars. Yeah. So, um, when I grew up, when I turned 16 years old, I got my learner's permit, like the day I turned 16, which was August 16. Everyone did. Yeah. See, you say that. There were people that didn't? There are plenty of people who didn't. Really? Yeah. In fact, I, I listened to this stand-up comedian, and we'll put I this didn't go sh- to school that day. Huh? I didn't even go to school that day. Yeah. I, that it was like literally the only occasion my parents wouldn't make me go to school was to go get my driver's thing. So there's this stand-up comedian that I'm like obsessed with. His name is John Mulaney, and he has a bit uh, on his CD called The Top Part, his album. And he talks about how he was he turned twenty six and got his license when he was twenty six. What? Yeah. And does he live in the city or he something? He lived in like outside of Chicago, so the suburbs of Chicago. Not like no, not a city folk person. So hmm. no, I I mean I lived in the suburbs where you absolutely needed a car to get from point A to point B, no matter what. And I so I turned sixteen and in New Jersey you can't get a license until you're 17. So in some states, it's 16. Uh, but when I turned 16, I got my learner's permit and I took the driving school. You know, I actually paid for driving school, did that. Um, and then I turned 17 that morning, got my driver's license. Like, you know, it was in the summer, so I didn't have to take off of school or anything. Got my license and my dad uh, had an old Dodge Shadow and he gave it to me. Like he said, you know, when you turn 17, this will be your car. So great. So um, this is just a side story, but I, 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 I was really into music. I still am. <laughs> and uh, I bought subwoofers and an amp and lights that pulsated to the music. And I remember that stuff was in. I yeah. mean, maybe not the light so much, but the <laughs> subwoofer for sure. Yeah, the light probably wasn't a good idea. But anyway, I, I put it all in the car, hooked everything up, got the new head unit, got the subwoofers, got the amp. My Dodge Shadow, my 89 Dodge Shadow was bumping. Let me tell you something. Must have doubled the weight of the Dodge Shadow. I don't know, because here's the thing. <laughs> we went, uh, before I turned 17, we went away on vacation, and we dropped off the car at a uh, mechanic shop that happened to be run by my dad's cousin. When mm-hmm. I got back... Everything had been stolen out of the car. Everything, all my CDs, all my lights. Or was the windows? Were the windows broken? Nope, because it was in the lot of the car dealer. It was not. It's like, you know, it was an old car, so it wasn't like they could have left it unlocked and there was no alarm or anything. It was just a piece of shit. I'll, I'll tell you that every time I brought my Saturn in, they leave it unlocked on the lot. I yeah, mean, it, it's an unlockable. It's an unlock worthy car. But here's the thing. So since it was my dad's cousin. It was kind of under the table, so it wasn't covered by the insurance of the, you know, the mechanic what the, shop. What the hell? Couldn't you have put it onto the table for, like, your benefit? Well, no. They didn't think it, you know, we were trying to get it done for cheap. Oh. Lesson well. learned. <laughs> lesson learned. Speaking of lessons. Uh, but no. And th- that's actually the eighth lesson of this. Yeah, that lessons. would be the eighth lesson of this. <laughs> I've learned seven things through my years of buying a car. They tuned in. They did not know they were getting an extra lesson, a bonus lesson. Bonus lesson, yeah. So I had a Dodge Shadow. I had a Ford Ranger, uh, which was a was a pickup truck, two seater mm-hmm. pickup truck that was stick, 
and I bought it for five thousand and ended up selling it for six thousand dollars two years later. So actually, the only car nice. I've ever bought that I made money on. So did you just get it for like an insane deal? Yeah, I went to like a local used car dealership. They had a Ford Ranger. I wanted a two seater car because I didn't want to drive my friends to school anymore, and I wanted a stick because I wanted a stick, and I. Uh, bought it for five grand, and then two years later, I put it out on the street to sell, and I had some guy buy it for six grand. So, what were like the you know like Edmonds or like Book yeah. Value, this whatever? This is before all that crap. Oh, really? Yeah. So you just they just you say six thousand? They're like, uh, looks good. I sure. Think I put it up. Yeah, I put it up for more than that, and he haggled me down to six, and I was like, okay. I mean, the, it was you. worth. I mean, I didn't really drive it a long distance. Like, I wasn't. How did you negotiate it? Like, I mean, what'd you do? Was he just like 12, you were like six, and he's just like, okay? To be honest, it was the easiest sale I ever made, and I don't even know if there was any negotiation. I don't remember it that well, but from what I rem- from the little bit that I remember, uh, you know, I took a test drive with him, and he was like, it was, he was buying it for his son, and yeah, it was like six grand. No problem. It was, a good, it was a good. It was a good vehicle. Had low mileage. It was a stick. Um, you know... I took care of it. I took care of my vehicles. It's the one thing, you know. Uh, I'm very, uh, I'm not anal about it, but like I, I, I get them washed. I get the oil changed when they're supposed to. I, you know, do all that kind of do that stuff. It's important. Mm. I, I have this, I have this weird thing with cars. Like that's like, you know, I used to have a friend, and when I had my Dodge Shadow, my friend used to pull up to my house and like hit my hit his car with my car. He would like <laughs> bump into it. it. Used to drive me friggin' insane. Because I didn't like when people touched my car or ruined my car. I have a hundred – like besides all these lessons learned, I have stories about all the cars I've owned. And I can go into them. But um, my car got shot up with paintballs once uh, in the Target parking lot when I got done work. And I didn't have any windshield wiper fluid. So I was driving with my head out the window Ace Ventura style. <laughs> uh, there was one time where I was at a party and my friends um, went outside and put my car in a neutral and – pushed it out into the middle of the median of this two-lane highway. What? So, yeah, so the cops knock on the door, and they're like, whose car's out in the median? I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> my car's sitting out in the median. Um, my my one friend took my I, – I, so the, to go forward, I had a the 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 Ranger. Uh, my friend stole it, took it, like took my keys, or I had it running or whatever, grabbed it, drove it to this like empty lot, off-roaded it, like just through mud and everything and just came back like five, five minutes later, my car was head to toe covered in mud. Weak. He did pay for it to, to get washed though. So that was nice. So, so dude, so dude, what, which one of these is, is a, a lesson? All right. You know what? These are not lessons. Te- I'm just telling stories. I was like, tell me stories. So the lesson is don't give your friends the keys to your car. I'm guessing. It just, you know, my friends were assholes <laughs> back then and still, and still, and still continue to be. But then and one more and I also tried to fill my uh my Ford Ranger up with popcorn. I bought a fifty pound bag of unpopped popcorn from Sam's Club, and our brilliant plan was to pop the entire bag of popcorn and fill the back of my pickup truck with it for for no reason. That was what we wanted to do. What it was an eight dollar bag of popcorn of unpopped uh, popcorn, and we oh my god, oh my god, eat it. <laughs> we, we were gonna like just drive down the street and like eat it and pass it out. I don't know. I don't know what the plan was. <laughs> Popcorn it, it, flying on the streets and shit. Yeah, we ended up just not doing. It. We ended up like starting to pop. You know, and we, we we like built a campfire and started to pop it, and 
burned ourselves and it was it was just a nightmare anyway so i had a dodge shadow a ford ranger a chevy blazer that was all decked out it had moonroof heated seats it was one of those like that was my first like quote-unquote luxury cars right right. Uh, then i uh traded it in and got a jeep wrangler but like a brand new jeep wrangler these first three cars were used but i got a brand new jeep wrangler it had uh no uh it was like a soft top and it had no radio, no speakers in it. It had no back seat. It was just so a, so brand new. You bought it without a radio. Brand did new. It have, did it have speakers in it? Nope. I just said that. Brand new, no speakers, yeah. no radio. No, because I, no I'm back like seat. baffled that that cars are sold like that. Jeeps well, I guess are. I was going to say Jeeps. They don't even give you a roof. Like they give you just like a like a blanket that you zip exactly. onto I had your a soft car. Top. That's exactly what yeah. I said. I had a soft top. And uh, after that, I, I always wanted to meet someone who bought. <laughs> Oh, dude! Here's the thing, and that was just, that was the stick too. And what was the logic behind that? Like, what, how come you like that car over like uh, I don't know? Uh, dude, I love Jeep Wranglers. Like, is it like super fun to drive? I've I've actually never been in one. You never been in a Jeep Wrangler? No, I mean I've seen them, like a million of them. I've never. Yeah, it was just cool, man. I just wanted it. I'm a snow. I'm a snowboarder. I just wanted it to be cool. I wanted to like drive down the beach with the top down. I just wanted it, and. I had subwoofers in that car too, <laughs> and I had to had I had to because it was a soft top. I chained, like literally, got chains and chained it to the uh, the floor of the car so no one could steal the subwoofers. And <laughs> then I uh, left the roof open one uh, summer after or summer night in Wildwood, New Jersey, and it just poured downpour of rain, and my entire inside of my car got soaked, and everything was destroyed. I was going to say you wanted to quickly just carry your subwoofers out, but it, but they were chained to the yeah they were chained, and I was really really <laughs> drunk and it was just a nightmare. After that, I had a Honda Civic sedan, so it was a four door blue Honda Civic. Then I bought my infamous BMW 328 uh, XI, and then I uh, how long did you have that for? Eight months, maybe tops, like not even a year. And then did, I did you have sex in it? No, the only car I ever had sex in was the Chevy Blazer. Dude, only, you, yeah. you you bought a BMW. You bought it. You didn't lease it, right? Yeah, I bought it. Every, I've Dude, never leased a car. It's all, you, all you bought, bought a BMW, and within three months, you didn't have sex in it? No. I thought that was like a thing. No. Oh. I mean, maybe, but I, I, liked, I like room. I can't do it all in the, in the closed spaces like that. So I don't I don't know like what the model is like a, a sedan style or is it a... Are you asking about the BMW? Yeah. The BMW was a four no, yeah, the BMW was a four door and the uh the, it's a, it was a 328iX I believe. It's either XI or whatever. The X stand for four it was a four wheel drive vehicle. Ah. Uh, 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 so it was it was SUV or No. Oh okay. A, 328. So the 3 series. Mm. Then I had a Honda Civic Coupe, which is what I have now. So the Coupe means it's two door. I've been in that one. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, uh, I drove each car for about two to four years. BMW was uh, – I had it for a, a small the, – the, actually, the longest car that I owned out of the seven was the Honda Civic sedan, the blue one. It was a four-door. And I actually was very sad to get rid of it, although I was uh, – the reason I bought a BMW 328 was <laughs> – I bought the 3 Series BMW because I got a new job, so I had money. And I had broken up with a girlfriend, and it was my constellation prize to myself. So, 
sort of a stupid purchase. I mean, I'm glad I owned it. It's actually the BMW. I'm not a car guy by any def- definition. I'm like, I don't like, I'm not interested in cars or anything, but mm. that is my dream car. You just enjoy like driving nice cars. It's not like you're like geeking out about them. Yeah. But I, and that's a, that's a thing. Like the three, the three twenty eight was my dream car, like a three series BMW, which is not expect. It's not like a crazy luxury car. I mean, it's, it's up there, but it's not, you know, it's not like a crazy Mercedes S class or something. It uh, drives and turns like solid. I'm sure. Yeah, like, yeah. So, 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 dude. So, we've established that you're you're like of like the premier car uh, experts in that, at least in buying them and owning them, because you've had so many. Yeah, I'm definitely not an expert, but I am. You've had enough to, you know. I have my. I've learned some lessons along the way. So teach me. And here's the lessons that I've learned. And there is a post that I wrote about this too on our website. Uh, which you can find. It's listedmoneymatters.com slash seven dash lessons dash seven dash cars. <laughs> and we'll link to that in the show notes. But Mem- Memorize that. Yeah, memorize that. We're testing you later. Uh, so I now know that cars only serve one purpose, and that is to get you from point A to point B. Now, if you're a car person... There's no getting around this fact. You know, you are going to be the person that likes to buy a nice car and have nice cars and all those things. Mm. Um, I mean, it's I, your hobby then. It's sure. But well, uh, why do you say it like that? Well, it's not a hobby to own a car. You know, carring is not a thing. Driving is not mm. a hobby, I don't think. I said carring as if that was the. Okay, so, so let me ask you this. Um, People who enjoy like having nice computers and they geek out about computers. It's not I mean, a hobby. It's, it's just a thing. So, so the the owning of it is not the hobby. It's then you're saying what you do with it. So driving to the supermarket is not a hobby. Mm-hmm. Now, so you're you, saying if someone who like cruises and they just go and cruise and shit. Yeah, like Farfetch Sure, um, <laughs> that would be. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I still don't consider it a hobby. But regardless, like, there's people who are into cars, and mm. by me saying, you know, just buy a clunker to get you from point A to point B, because like the only purpose a car serves is to is for traveling. Mm. You know, it's not really for just driving around. It's like there's, it serves a purpose, and it only has one purpose, right? I mean, right. unless there's the other purpose of like getting laid or something. And trust me, I owned a BMW, and that didn't work. I, I was that's why I asked the critical question. I didn't get laid in it. I mean, I've I had a girlfriend when I had one, so it wasn't you know wasn't all bad, but she didn't like it. You know, it just looks pretentious. But regardless, yeah. I mean, look, look. So that or you're like fifty. I just I'm like I said it's it serves one purpose. I bought a car. I have a new car now. I pay way less than I do for the BMW. It's nice, it's reliable, it's a Honda. It's it's sporty looking. You know, it's not like a clunker. It's nice looking. It's a 2009 uh black Honda Civic coupe. It's cool mm-hmm. looking. Um and it serves its purpose. It gets me from point A to point B comfortably. And I don't spend that much money on it and I can't wait to pay it off. And I will have it I promised myself I would actually keep this car until it's paid off, unlike my other Civic, which I was only like six months from paying off before I traded it in for the BMW like an idiot. Okay? And that leads me to my second thing is pay your cars off before you trade them in because I'll tell you something. When I had uh, 
so I had the Ford Ranger, and now the first car I owned, I didn't have to pay off because it was already paid off, and it was just given to me. And I didn't even trade it in. I think I just like junked it or whatever. I got the, I paid for the uh, five thousand dollar Ranger, sold it for more money. So far, I'm on a roll. Then my dad hands over the title for his Chevy Blazer, which I was paying three hundred fifty dollars a month for, and. Then I decided I want a Jeep Wrangler now. That's like it was just compulsive and and impulsive, I guess. And I just said I want to go buy a a, a, you know this Jeep Wrangler. So I walked into the dealership. I still owed ten grand on my Chevy Blazer, and they only gave me eight grand for it. What? So I'm rolling two grand into a brand new car that I didn't even haggle with, and I paid sticker price for like a friggin' idiot. So I think I paid like sixteen or eighteen thousand for a baseline uh, Jeep Wrangler, no back seat, no speakers, no radio. That's what I did. Stupid. And ever since that day, I have rolled my car debt into the next car. So I have always paid over the sticker price for every vehicle I even bought, including the one that's sitting in my driveway right now. Dude, so what happens when you roll the debt over? Do you keep like the old loan? No. Or they, they pay it off. And, and then tra- you get the new interest rate. You get a new interest rate, yeah. And they and they uh like huh. they pay off the car for you. So they take care of that. And then they whatever the whatever's left over that that, that the dealership isn't willing to give you, they're gonna put it into the next car, into your financing for the next car. Uh, I think they uh, tacked on two thousand for my BMW. So um, I guess my BMW, I think I sold it for like twenty thousand dollars, and it was like I still had twenty two left on it. So that two thousand dollars got rolled into my Civic. So that was it. Um, I've never, and to to go into lesson three, I've never put money down when I bought a car, right? Or I shouldn't say that. I like you're supposed to put down a deposit, right? Right. Uh, but the deposit, what people don't know, is like you think – you'd think when you walk into a dealership, you're like, I'm going to pay for this car in cash. Like <laughs> give me the best deal ever. They don't really give a shit. No. They, wanna, they want you to finance. That's how they make their money. But uh, That's why it's interesting how they took the debt from your old one. They paid it off to roll it into the new one because then it benefits them. Yeah, it's a higher, it's a higher financing. So mm. they make more money off that. Uh, and they make the money as opposed to the other dude right. or whatever. So I wrote money talks. And so – So the, you're saying what? The down payment Yeah, talks. the down payment's important because it's not important to get a better deal. That's not going to get you the better deal. It's like you know they're not going to knock money off because you're coming in with a checkbook. Mm. What it does is it lowers your financing, your total financing uh, loan. And that lowers your monthly payments. So the more you put down up front, the less you have to pay, you know, per month. And you can, you know, I would never recommend anybody, um, you know, extend the term more than five years. I, I would really like to stick it to four years. You know, it should take mm. you four years to pay off a car. That's it. And you should always put more money down. So uh, the more money you put down, the better it is for you. Because whatever. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I always say buy practical. It's another lesson I learned because I had so to be. So, how do what do you classify as practical? Not like, a BMW. Like, 
Well, I mean, that, that's a pretty easy line to draw. So an Audi yeah, there would be practical. No, no, it wouldn't be. So, so then how do you classify? Very simple. If the tire, if replacing the tire costs more than $100, it's not practical. <laughs> that, that's actually an awesome point. Uh, when I was in college, uh, I hit the curbs like every other turn, and I lost many tires. Thankfully, Pablo's bumper bowling with your car. <laughs> uh, I, I drove it like like what the car is, a piece of shit. Mm. And uh, luckily, I, I you know I was in Newark, so I went down to Carlos's tires, probably tires stolen off of other cars. Sure, good old Carlos. And, yeah, they were they were really cheap. I think it was like literally twenty dollars for a tire. Like it was mm. retardedly cheap, but yeah. Anyways, that's all you have. Yeah, that's all I have. Well, the reason I say <laughs> two hundred, the reason I say a hundred dollars is because when I uh, the Beamer is like two fifty or something, yeah, right? It was, it was two fifty a tire, so um, I had to get all four tires replaced. And, oh, and the guy, dude. and the, I, I went to a guy who I trusted. He was, he's, I've gone to him for years, and he said it's going to cost you like at least a thousand dollars to replace all the tires, and you need to replace them. And here's why. And he like showed me underneath the car and everything. And that's not even counting labor and shit. No, that was counting labor and shit. Oh, okay. So I I said, okay, no, and I traded my <laughs> Beamer in. At, at the mechanics? No, at a dealership later. Mm. I wasn't about to pay $1,000 for new tires. Oh, it's insane. That's so insane. I just traded it in and got a cheaper car because mm. I knew at the, t- at the time – I'm like, I can't afford this car anyway because I lost my job and I was on unemployment and I shouldn't have had it in the first place. And that was my, that was the, that was the, the catalyst where it said, like, no, that was like the turning point. And I, at the time you traded the car in, how much debt did you have on the car? I think it was 22. And when you traded in, did you get 22? No, I got 20. So I had to roll $2,000. Were you listening before? Yeah, I, I was said, listening. I said, all, I said I was, all this already. I know, I was recapping. Okay, all right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I uh, yeah, they, I rolled two thousand dollars into the current car that I have now from the BMW. So if the sticker price on this car was sixteen hundred, or I'm sorry, sixteen thousand, I'm paying eighteen thousand for it. Hmm. And I think that's exactly what I'm paying for is eighteen thousand for a car that's not worth eighteen thousand because I'm rolling past debt into it. That's why I say pay the cars off before you trade them in. So stupid. Um, one of the other things I learned, and this is what I, I don't think I've ever done this is to know what you want beforehand. And here's what I mean by that. So I knew I wanted a Jeep Wrangler. I went into the dealership and bought myself a Jeep Wrangler. I knew I wanted a BMW. I went in there and bought one, but I did absolutely no research on specifics on, I didn't do any, I didn't, when I bought used, I bought it from dealerships. I didn't, uh, you know, look at. What you know nowadays, and even then, when I was buying these cars, I could have searched, uh, you know, cars.com or Auto Trader or any of these things and got and gotten information from even Edmonds, which is a great site, Edmonds.com, which mm. I'll, I'll throw in the show notes. It's it it's very helpful. It helped me pick out this most recent car, but it gives you like the actual sticker, like the actual price of this car and what they can what they can pay what they can charge you for it. So. It's not really about knowing what car you want. Like, yeah, I want a, I don't know, Mercedes. No, that's not knowing what you want. Knowing what you want is I want this car on this lot at this price. 
Mm. Right. And there's this story that this guy used to work with. He was very good with money and he had this thing where he would walk into a dealership. Right. And he knew mm. the exact car, not like the kind of car, like the actual car VIN number, this one right here. Right. Huh. How, so he, how would he find that out? Like you internet. Oh, okay. way over the future. So he would walk into the dealership and say, let me talk. He would say, let me talk to your best sales guy. So he would pick handpick his sales guy. Right. And he was a salesman himself. So he knew all the tricks. He would handpick a sales guy and he would say, he would say, see that car right there. I want that car. At this price, and he would and he would hand him a business card with the price on it, and then the guy would probably say, "Oh, I don't know if we can do this." He goes, "Okay, that's fine. Call me when you can." Walk out the door. Huh? Now he did his research. You can't walk into a dealership and say, "See that car right there? I want it for this much." And he look at the card, and it's like four dollars. Like, uh, no, that's stupid. I'm not going to give this car for you for. He actually knew what that car was worth and what the dealership. Like the lowest price the dealership could let it go for. He knew mm. that. And you can find that stuff out online. You can do that research where, on Edmunds. Where would you like – oh, so it's all on Edmunds? Yes. Like, you can find out what a car is worth. So if I what, wanted to sell my Saturn, like my old one, like I could see like what I could sell it for, like what a dealer would – if they had my car, the least they would sell it for. Like so, Yes. And I don't have to like sift through forums no. or anything? Huh, I, I didn't know that. That's yeah, there's a lot of research you can do, and Edmonds is the best place to do that. And there's Kelly Blue Book, so you can. Do, I definitely heard of Blue Book. Yeah, yeah. kbb.com. You can go to there. Uh, you can look on Auto Trader and see similar cars that are and what they're selling for. But you got to remember that the dealerships, you know, are obviously trying to buy the car for as little as possible, and they can make a profit on selling them. Most. So my, I had a buddy. He worked at one of the auto auctions, so I know they get it for like dirt cheap, like. And most of their cars are coming from that as opposed to, like, you trading it in, you right. know? Exactly. So uh, another lesson I learned is always buy used. I bought a brand-new Jeep Wrangler, and the nice part about buying used – or, I'm sorry, about buying new is that you can uh, get a nice warranty on it. But a lot of new cars have warranties, have extended warranties. You can get warranties, at, uh, you know, in addition. And I do recommend getting a warranty on a car. Because I've gone through situations where I'm, I was pissed that I didn't have a warranty at, like, the BMW. So uh, do you pay more at closing? Yes. For- you pay for the for the extra, you know, insurance. So it's like getting Apple Care at the Apple store. It's, it's exactly like- what it's like, yeah. Huh. It's getting insurance on your car in case something happens. And so, like, how, does it cover, like... Some. Uh- it depends. So some would cover, like, basic oil changes for three years. But some oh, wow. won't. Some will just be powertrains so that will cover, like, the transmission. And you should always just have that because you definitely don't want to replace your transmission and you definitely don't want to, you know, replace it's not for wear and it's mostly not for wear and tear items like brakes. It's for major, major stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I always buy used because, uh, that's where the month, that's where the deals are. Mm. Okay. Uh, and I always buy, I never lease leasing is for suckers. (laughs) <laughs> and I know plenty of people who have leased before, and there is an argument to be made, but the argument is not in your favor financially. The argument no. is – and you know, do you know this? So, do, do you know the difference between leasing and buying? Uh, yeah, so okay. I, know, I know the difference. Right. Uh, but, but I mean I don't – tell me. I mean I, I know that leasing is uh, you basically rent the car 
for a certain amount of months with a certain amount of miles. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, you give them back Mm -hmm. and then you settle on whatever you didn't, like if you drove too many miles and shit like that. But like, what, what else? That's it. So why is it not a good deal though? Like, we'll say you're going to get a, you just want to drive like an Audi, you know, Mm -hmm. for like three years. Why wouldn't you just uh, get a lease? Well, uh, so leasing, again, only benefits the dealer. Now, the argument to be made, and I, and I really should research this, and, and, and there's – go to Edmonds, research this, okay? Well, I can tell you what I, what I think, but – Well, I'll, I'll, I'll go into uh, the difference is that um, – well, first of all, you'll never own it. So you will always have a car payment for always. You will never be without a car payment because you're constantly leasing. You'll have no like thing to sell. Yeah, you want to go on a cross country road trip? Nope, because you need to, you have to stay underneath the mileage. And yeah. if you go over the mileage, they friggin' kill you on that. Like that's where they make their money on people that go over mileages. It's like the cell phone bill with the extra text messages and data. Yep. Like and, that's where they make their and yeah. get a scratch, get a bump, all that stuff. You're paying for all that, and it all is the, it, it all comes in at the end. You know, it's never up front. Up front, it's like, oh, for $200 a month, I could drive a BMW? That sounds like a great deal, you know? (laughs) And for someone who wants to have a new car every two years and you work close to home, great, fine, whatever. I I don't still don't agree with it because you can get a much cheaper car used and a much better deal. Uh, But And you could eventually pay it off and then not have a car payment for like five years and be freaking real awesome. So leasing is just like kind of... It's just the, uh, just bad, I think, and it benefits the dealers. The dealers make the money, and then you, you're and and cars depreciate as soon as you drive them off the lot. So, like, I, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> you know, there's there's arguments on both sides of it, but I will always buy. I will always buy. I I, I think I I mean not I think I definitely agree with you that used is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just just makes sense. And uh, last but not least is size matters. So I put size matters. <laughs> and this is uh, I've I've had a um, so I had a BMW, which is a relatively small car, but it was a V6 engine. It was my it was uh, the the second car I had with a V6 engine, hmm. and my gas was every time they fill up the tank was like sixty five to seventy dollars. Wow! And I had also had to put. Uh, premium in there. I couldn't put, I mean, I could put unleaded and I ended up starting to put unleaded in it towards the end of my reign, but they recommend to put either the medium grade or uh, premium. So it was expensive to pay for gas. And because it was four wheel drive, it sucked up more gas, you know? And mm. because it was a V6, it sucked up more gas. And my Blazer, mm. which was a big SUV, V6 as well, it sucked up gas. And I paid a lot and it had a bigger, you know, tank for gas and it, you know, it cost me a lot of money in gas. This car I have now, it's $35 every time I fill it, which is like under half of what I was paying for the BMW, which is close to the exact same size, you know, of a car. But, right, it's, a, right. but it's a four-cylinder instead of a V6. It doesn't go as fast, but it also doesn't get me tickets either, <laughs> you know. Uh, also, oil changes are cheaper because BMW, it's a hundred dollars for an oil change. They're ridiculous. Well, they got their computer in there and yeah. then you only go with a special person who resets the computer for like 500. It's insane. And tires. my parents have one and yeah. it's yeah. Tires are bigger on bigger cars. Um, insurance is more on bigger cars. There's more to insure. Mm. Wow. I, I was a poet. I didn't even know I was one. <laughs> so 
that's it. Those are the, those are the seven lessons. Size matters, buy used, know what you want beforehand, buy practical, money talks, pay off your cars before you trade them in. And remember that cars only serve one purpose and it's to get you to point A to point B. But people are going to be out there arguing with me saying, but I like cars. Fine. Go buy yourself then a nice car. Then get your nice car. car. It's, it's like Hirsch when we did uh, yeah. an episode with him. Like He enjoys it so he can get the nice thing because that's his thing. But for most people, that's not the case. I'm very happy with the Honda Civic that I chose to buy. It's much cheaper. I'm going to pay it off. It it's roomy. It it's has roomy. like good space. It drives well. Like, it sounds good. Like, the audio sounds good in the car. No one gives a shit like, what the outside looks like. Seriously. See, well, okay. That's where you're wrong because – I'm that way. Like I, I care about what. No, the I, I want my car to look cool. But I'm saying like Beamer versus Civic. Like people, I don't think people are judging you on that. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. But I would rather have the inside of my car be nicer than the outside of my car because I'm that, in the inside of my car. That see, that's what I'm saying. Is like right. some dude's giving me like some stink face like outside the window, like. Fuck him! Like right. I, I can't get, I can't agree with not cursing. I, you like, are a constant cursor. I thought I was bad. I thought I had the mouth of a truck driver. You are, you are far worse. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, uh, this dude, this dude Ben uh, emailed us, and he's like, um, I just want to say, I know you know, but I want to tell yeah. everyone that uh, he's like, you know, like great advice. Like glad you know you guys are are making like a, trying to make a difference. You know, because there's really not much financial education out there. But he's like, I can't tell my grandkids about the podcast because you curse. And I actually, I promised him and I, I really did mean it that I would not curse or try to be less vulgar. I, you know, it's the gin. You let Ben down. <laughs> I'm letting him down now, but I, I am, st- it's at least it's in my mind. Then I know that I'm letting him down. So Ben, I will soon stop letting you down. I promise. Say you're sorry. I'm, so- I'm sorry, Ben. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Ben. Somber face. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That's it for this episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. And remember, if you have any questions you'd like us to answer, please email us. Listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. We really want to hear from you guys. And if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen. And I would say if you like the show, then you would really like our book, Mastering Mint. Thank you for uh, – I was, I was headed there. No, I was just switching it up a little bit. Right. I, you know, you just you just dove right into it. You didn't, you yeah. Didn't, you didn't no build up. You're like, and if you like our show, buy our book. You know, like no, no, don't buy our book. Get the free chapter. Get the free chapter. Like, so, check it out. Like see yeah. if it's worth your time. So you didn't even describe what the book's about. So I'll, I'll go into the to the normal thing. Okay, if you don't mind. Listen, money matters slash books. We got two books. One's free. <laughs> no, no. I mean. So, so we always talk about a free money management tool called Mint, mint.com. It's totally free. You and I both use it. We check and our financial portfolios. I will portfolios. say that we, we do always talk about it, but yeah, 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 just talk over me. That's fine. No, no, I'm going to talk over you. Yeah, we, we always talk about it on the blog, but I don't really think we've talked much about it on the podcast or not much lately. And, and I wonder if um, – People, maybe, I think maybe we should be giving more tips and stuff, like like what's in the book. Some rich tips. Some rich tips. Some soft rich tips. Can I continue, or are you? Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, <laughs> I can. I can go now. Yeah, masteringmint.com. Enter the promo code podcast to get five dollars off. 
It, it's awesome. Just just get the free book. chapter. Just try check it out. Yeah, download. Put it on your email and get a free chapter. <laughs> I, I, yeah, give, put your email in. Get a free chapter. And you know, what? if you don't like it or you think it's if you think it's whatever, email me and tell me what's up, and I will make the change. I will make it awesome for you. And it, if, I mean, it is already freaking awesome. I want you to mail Andrew a dead fish. <laughs> I sp- I spent a damn. I spent an insane amount of time on that thing. There are tons of pictures. It's like, it's like part like there. There are pieces like technical documentation where it's like this is how you do it. Follow these steps. There's philosophical stuff. There's it's it, there's tons of meat in there. Just ch- just check it out, please. I think we've spent five minutes on this book right now. last but not least if you want to learn more about personal finance and money management we're always writing new stuff and posting up new episodes of this show at listenmoneymatters.com so that's it thanks again thanks for hanging out with us we look forward to the next episode smoke weed every day later Andrew (laughs) I was going to ask about the blazer does that mean you're a pothead? (laughs) no that means I owned a Chevy blazer oh I thought people who owned blazers were potheads no because I might have to buy a blazer Later. Later, dudes.